0: Hello and welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. My name is Bianca Woolwick and I'm the host. I interview my friends and people that inspire me to figure out if they have the key to life and they feel successful or feel like they don't fit in like I do. Anyway, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. Before we begin the episode, I wanted to do a plug for a small business that I really appreciate. Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is one of my favorite small businesses and they make clothes that are aimed at self-care, mental health, and love. I met the designer Robin in New York City at Chelsea Market and she became an instant favorite human. Her clothes are adorable with handmade prints that are fun and unique. I love the message and what she stands for equally as much as I love shopping small. Check out her stuff. I'm going to put the link in the description. Thanks everyone. My guest today is musician and awesome friend of mine, Jesse Hawkins. So let's just jump into it. Hey, how's it going?
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm doing well. Hey, everyone. Hey. You are listening to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. And the lovely voice on the other end is one of my longtime friends, Jesse Hawkins.
1: Woo, hello.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, why don't you give a quick overview, kind of like your your elevator pitch, so to speak.
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, I am a a musician primarily. Um, I am also a bisexual Christian. Um, I grew up in Colorado. That's where I met this lovely lady um, way back when um moved out here for school um i have a corgi named ein from cowboy bebop if you know that reference um, which he just <laughs> came up to me and he's like you called me dad <laughs> um yeah and uh i'm a songwriter trying to get more into songwriting and get more into that world and i also work as a veterinary assistant at an animal hospital
0: yeah, right now your uh, Instagram stories are making me want to impulse purchase a puppy and I'm for <laughs> it. Um, so oh, for sure. I'm gonna kind of hop into how you and I met. Uh, so uh, we met in fifth grade. I had just moved to Colorado um, and we were in the same fifth grade class. And But we got to know each other more because we both tried out for the weirdest school play on the planet. Oh my
1: God, that's right.
0: <laughs> Um, I think it was called Santa wants a brand new bag. Um, how that did not receive a Tony Award, I'm quite sure. You know, I'm quite sure away, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like a couple of months ago, you found a photo, which I'll actually post when I do post this podcast. I'll post the photo because it's just so funny of you and me and our friend Kate. Um, she was Mrs. Claus. I got Santa Claus for some reason, and then you were <laughs> bad Santa. I don't. I'm. I'm. I feel like that should have been your part. I don't know why, but it was kind of one of those things where you inter- you, you tried out for it and like everyone received it.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Fifth grade. So I don't even remember if I tried out for bad Santa though. Probably. It's always been kind of a bad boy, but I mean, I yeah. do remember like loving being the like villain in that story. So. You
0: were loving it. You were very yeah. much um, in character. I really appreciated it. And then, you know, after that, we went on to, min- went on to middle school, which is awful for everyone, and sure. high school, which was also awful for everyone. Mm-hmm. And here we are. So I got kind of, I got pretty excited because um, when I moved to San Diego, I realized that you were in just outside of Irvine, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm so,
0: of- yeah, so um, it meant that you and I could actually uh, be friends and like reconnect, yeah. which was nice. You were like one of my closer friends than nearby. Um, yeah. and so last year we, we, um, I let you park near my house and you, you met up with me and went to pride. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never been one to assume anyone's sexuality by any means, but I was like, Oh, good for you. <laughs> going to pride. <laughs> like I don't know what okay. this means. I'm not going to ask him. Um, it's it's his sexuality and his choice. So when he's ready, he'll come out. And then you did this by video, which I thought yeah. was pretty incredible. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, uh, I actually sent that yesterday to one of our friends because I was talking about. Really? It. She was like, "What? She's like, what's he up to?" And she said the video made her life. <laughs> it was so uh, awesome. Jessica Jessica Heckman. Oh uh, sure. yeah. So uh, anyway. So I'm I'm unpacking quite a bit. I mean, I've kind of, whenever I talk to someone about imposter syndrome, or I'm mentioning the kind of the concept of the podcast, um, if they're a straight man, they don't get it. (laughs) And I'm finding that I have more authentic conversations with women, trans people, uh, homosexuality, you know, and um, for this one, like the bisexuality, I'm, I'm equally curious about. But when I was reading your pitch, you know something that's really important to you is your faith right so I had to imagine that that was extremely hard to kind of navigate um based on just misinformation um God won't love me that kind of thing
1: totally yeah I mean for that's what I mean I so I technically came out to my family um I kind of say that I came out twice (laughs) to my family the first time was like Hey, everyone, I have these attractions, but don't worry. I'm not going to do anything with it, you know, because my whole family's Christian and um, conservative and stuff. And so, um, and, uh, yeah. And so I, that was like years ago, like just after college, but, um, about a year and a half ago, I kind of came out again. I was like, Hey, remember that thing I talked to you about? Well, I'm actually gonna like try it out and do it now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and um i mean for a long long and that's what caused me to uh not come out for a long long time was my faith because i my faith is the most important thing to me um you know more important than my sexuality and so in my understanding of christianity at that time i couldn't pursue those desires and be a christian right Um, However, my faith changed or my, my theology changed, I should say, uh, like I'm still a Christian, but I don't believe it's a sin anymore. And, um, when I came to that conclusion and kind of revelation, that's what, you know, opened the floodgates and, uh, allowed me to actually explore more of this part of myself Mm -hmm. without the shame on top of it. Um,
0: yeah, I like, I like that that's kind of like how you came to that conclusion. First of all, I mean, I think it's incredible that your parents and your family was, I would assume, is supportive. I mean, you and your mom are super close and, and I, you know, you're pretty close with your brother, right? So, yeah. so I, and, and I, you've always been pretty close with your family from what I can remember. And it's good to see them as a support system. I one time asked my mom, you know, when I was younger, I was like, well, what, what would you have done if I was, if I was gay? she was like, well, that's not even possible. (laughs) I was like, I mean, but still, you know, I I had that there's that worry in the back of your head. And I I was actually talking to someone about this um, pretty recently um, where I was saying that children today and the children that are going to be raised by the millennial generation are going to be a lot more uh, open and honest and true to themselves because we were all told we were special as children. (laughs) And that just made us all closeted weirdos. <laughs> um and so um I think it's really incredible that you've kind of navigated that but while also keeping your faith um for me I'm not uh I'm not religious uh I would say spiritual maybe more agnostic like I I don't know what's out there and and I and I really and I really don't know but I also feel like I believe in the universe I believe in like being a good person and and oh. I so you know I we all don't you know there, there's no there's no telling where something's going to be but what I I, I'm glad that like you know you're you're at a church that really is supportive of the situation um because I feel like where we're from in Colorado it was pretty hmm, like very conservative um yeah and Yeah. uh, yeah
1: yeah the the church that I grew up in was pretty conservative as well
0: which one did you go to
1: uh, Rocky Mountain. Maybe. Okay, that's what I figured. I what? yeah. <laughs> mhm.
0: Yeah. Um. And then I, I, for a hot second, went to a church. Uh. And so when I was in high school, I was super depressed, like we all were. <laughs> yeah. And um. And I, my parents made me go to therapy, and uh, I was really confused, sexually frustrated. You know, all the things that you have when you have uh, raging hormones, and I was angry all the time, and. And I had very conservative, very, um, very conservative, very private parents. And so I went to the church that's off of, uh, that's out by the new Walmart in Longmont. That big, big one. So similar, it was like the, it was like the rival church of Rocky mountain. And I went there. The one up North. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I went there, I was doing youth group and then I got baptized. I was 15. I decided to get baptized. And then I had just had my baptism. And um, I was sitting there wet, like in the, like, you know, like I had, towel- had a towel and dried off and all that. I was sitting there and um, the, the collection plate goes around. And I remember the pastor, the youth pastor, very clearly, very vividly saying, you know, he, he's holding his iPod. This was like 2000 and five maybe he's holding his ipod and he's like on the back it had some verse about everything's just trash you know it's, it's material doesn't matter um, and yeah. while he's saying that he's like oh and like there's going to be a mission trip to africa so like you know it, you know it's it's all just monetary like don't worry about possessions and stuff but like you can throw some money in this collection plate so that they can go spread their christian message across africa or whatever that'd be great and i remember thinking like fuck you <laughs> And I was like, I, I, and I, my mom had watched me get baptized and I said, I'd like to go. And, and I never went back to another church. I just didn't. I was like, this is, yeah. um, so that was kind of my experience, but, um, did, was it hard to find a church in California that you felt more connected to?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, a lot of churches have the standpoint right now of, um, you know, hate the sin, love the sinner kind of classic mm-hmm. mentality of um, you know if you're gay or if you're bi or you know, transgender or whatever if you're LGBTQIA plus um, then you um, you're welcome here you can come and you can be part of our congregation but we don't want you on leadership we don't want mm-hmm. you as part of the worship team like we don't we don't want you involved because that sends the wrong message mm-hmm. and um Obviously, that's that went against, uh, even before I came out and my theology changed, that went against what I believed because I think that if somebody wants to be involved in a church and actually make it part of their community, um, that they should be allowed to. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, the church that I'm at now, um, they, you know, have let me, be on the worship team and be involved and they know fully about my sexuality and um actually the worship pastor is the one who kind of like helped me come out and like helped me change my theology because he doesn't believe it's a sin Um, that's great and so kind of like talking through what he believed and made a lot of sense just kind of clicked so um yeah
0: and so you're, and you've, you're a pretty big musician, like you've always been very musically talented kind of to dovetail off of that. And being on the worship team, are you also part of the music team or?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I mean by the uh, worship team, is like the music aspect.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I have to imagine that like your story is helpful to any of you know a, a person struggling, whether they're female, male, identify in whatever non-binary way. Um, and so I think that's really good that that's kind of where your church is taking a stand. I'm glad that you had support and I'm glad that like you're living your truth and, and, and that's great. But like along the vein of the musician note, I know that you were in a band for a while with your friend. Um, what are you doing now?
1: (laughs) What are you doing with your life now, Jesse? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so the band kind of just ended like a few months ago um, and we were we were band for like five years um, and went on tours and made a few albums and stuff and, um, and music videos and stuff. But um, I decided, um, you know, through that experience of being a band and especially through touring, uh, I kind of resolved that I don't necessarily want to be an artist myself. Um, mm-hmm. meaning like I am the personality, like I'm the singer on the track. I'm the one doing the shows kind of thing. That's what I mean by artists. Right. Um, where I instead want to be a songwriter. Um, so partnering with artists and writing songs and, um, writing songs for artists. Because and that, and that. a big part of artist life is being on the tour for, right. Weeks out of the year, you know, and even though I loved going on tour, um, I just realized through that that I'd rather be at home, I'd rather have a network and a community that I live in, um, I'd rather be home with my dog, and so you know, and eventually, like, I want to get married and have kids, and so that's that's going to be like very, very hard if I'm on the road all the time.
0: That makes total sense. Um, I, uh, I not super similarly, but, uh, in my early twenties, um, just gone through a really bad breakup. And I, uh, was, uh, I, I did promotional marketing. Uh, so I, so I would travel the country and at first it's really fun, right? You're like, yeah, I'm seeing new places. And then they are like, Oh, I'm staying in this like crappy hotel again, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't, and I don't know what day it is. And, and, you know, you're running into all sorts of car trouble and this and that. And it's just, it's very um, transient and, and it feels very disconnected. And I'm finding that my friends that are like travel nurses or you like a, that, are, that was a musician that toured or me like a Navy spouse where it's, you have very much like short spurts, it's harder to lay down um, deep roots and deep friendships, let alone try and have a relationship. Cause I did try to date during that and like, that did not work, that was a hot mess. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're you're not permanent. You're just like kind of floating around from one place to another.
1: Like, hey, I'll be here for the next two months and then uh, I'm leaving and we can Skype, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but thank goodness for Zoom. I don't even think, like, I haven't used actual Skype in years. I don't.
1: Yes. (laughs) She doesn't even go here
0: anymore. You know, I don't really know (laughs)
1: what's going
0: on. So, I guess on that vein, so you're, you know, you're kind of working this angle of doing singer songwriter kind of stuff where you're writing and um, I guess kind of what what is currently like what does success feel like to you right now do you feel successful or
1: Um, yeah totally so um, I, I would like to say in some aspects I feel successful but in all honesty like going back to the imposter syndrome kind of feeling if I were to say yeah I'm successful that does kind of switch on for me like oh you're kind of lying when you say that (laughs) you know um i i have done things that in other people's eyes would see, see seem successful and when i like break it down i can tell myself like yeah i've gone on tour i've made an album like i've checked these things off so thus i've reached success but you know my my definition of success as unfortunate as it is, stems from, um, the culture's definition of Mm -hmm. success of the American dream of, you know, achieving what you like your goal in life and your, your ultimate career and stuff. And, and, um, first off, I think that that's just, um, uh, False, <laughs> you know, because every time that you're in a career, there's always going to be a next step, there's always going to be something more that you want. Um, but, um, and actually, on that note, um, when I was in the band, I talked to um, me and my bandmate, talked to this other band who we went to their show, and they were touring, they were signed, like, they were living the life from our perspective, and we're like, you know, what, um, what exactly do you think is the, like, how do we get to where you are? Um, and she was like, well, I mean, you do this, 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 but you have to realize, like, we're trying to get to the next step as well. Like we're always pursuing forward and trying to advance our career and and get bigger. And so we haven't even felt like we've made it, you know, you're saying, how do, how do we make it? well, you're asking the wrong person because I don't even feel like we've made it, you know?
0: Right. That's interesting. Um,
1: And so, um, you know, for me, like I've written songs, I've written with people, I've made music videos, and somebody who is before me, you know, who's like just writing songs in their bedroom could look at that and be like, wow, you made it. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm like, I don't really feel that way. And then... But then I look at other people who are professional songwriters and writing number one hits and things like that Mm -hmm. and thinking, oh my God, they made it. And they're probably thinking the same thing of just like, I haven't made it yet because I haven't made, you know, the next Beatles song or whatever. (laughs) Right. Like the next classic song that's going to last forever.
0: I guess, you know, I've never really taken a step back to kind of think about about that because I, I, I sometimes like to be introspective and think like, what would, twenty year old me think of thirty year old me i'd be like twenty year old me would think i'm dang boring because I am uh, <laughs> but my whole goal in life was I wanted to meet my person, get married. kids were not included in the equation. I wanted to one day own a home um, and and those kind of things and and from this you know successful perspective on in my brain i 'm I'm a very good, I know I'm a good friend. I know I'm very loyal. I know I'm a good person. um, I know I try to do my best. And from the outside perspective, like I'm sure I look successful, but on the inside, I'm like, dang, like I could be making more money or I could be doing this or I could be doing that. And, and so it's interesting because I guess like no one really has it figured out. And even, even people that from the outside perspective, yeah. um, Even people that are you know, inherently famous or, or, you know, you know, know, Kim Kardashian or whatever, like, even so they, they probably feel that way too. And Um, so I guess there's kind of like a keeping up with the Joneses aspect about like being as being an adult, but also um, just, I just find that very interesting. So, I mean, I think, I think, You know the fact that you're just keeping creative during this time and and constantly um, creating things. I think that that is super successful in and of itself because a lot of people, like you said, oh, I I wrote an album. I didn't. I went on tour. I mean, that's two more things than I've done. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so so I wouldn't know the first thing about uh, making an album. Maybe a kazoo album or something. Like (laughs) maybe maybe a recorder album. So yes. So Play, my um, heart will go on just right- over and
1: over and over.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, man. It'll, like, I just feel like um, it's very interesting as I'm interviewing. So I, I interviewed Lindsay a couple like last week. Um, I've interviewed yeah. with some other friends that we went to high school with. And, and it's just so interesting to kind of catch up with them and see where everyone's at. But like we're all at varying points of where we're meant to be. And it's just, it's interesting. And I'm just like curious, like where you're going to go, where I'm going to go, like where it's all going to go. Oh, um, yeah. But we're in our thirties so that's fun. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm 30 in my back hurts. No. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so let's move on to something. I mean, I think we really deeply touched on imposter syndrome, kind of the feeling of success, kind of where you're at in your career. Let's go on to the fun stuff, which is, um, you know, I like, I'm, a, I'm fanatical about certain things. So for me, um, currently, and actually I sent you this podcast yesterday, that's why I'm going to bring it up. I'm currently really interested in this podcast that our, our mutual friend is producing with Danny Franzese and, he, Franzese and his friend, um, where it's touching about the very topic that we are talking about today, about being bisexual or your sexuality within Christianity. And um, they're kind of giving a voice that's never been heard before. Um, both of them, the, both of the hosts had done conversion therapy in the past. So it's very, um, interesting. Definitely give it a listen. I will actually link it in, when yeah. I post this episode, but I, I listened to it last night, um, cause I couldn't sleep and I loved it. So what's something that you're pretty cool. fanatical about?
1: That's so cool. On that note, I like, I was planning to listen to it on my lunch today. So I'm like super stoked to listen to it now. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but. Um, so I am fanatical currently. So, I mean, I binge watch TV like there's no tomorrow. I feel like that's everyone. And so there's no shame in saying that anymore. <laughs> that's like always been my life. Like as a little kid, I would just sit there in front of the TV for like hours. But um, yeah, I just finished um, uh, Sabrina, um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Ooh, love her. on Netflix. Um, so that was really good. Um, and, like, definitely, like, from a Christian perspective, it's so satanic and whatnot that it made me, like, think about, like, the exact opposite of, um, like, my faith, you know? Like the – and so just thinking through, like, what do – you know, I know it's a show, so it's kind of like playing it up, but like, what do Satanists believe and what do they value and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that? So it was interesting. Um, and I love doing stuff like that where it's like expanding my worldview and, um, and thinking deeper thoughts like that. But, um, I am always fanatical about kind of TV, I guess. Um, and then, um, my dog, fanatical about my dog <laughs> he's pretty cute i mean
0: so uh just to go back to it for my listeners that don't know jesse and they're just you know learning about this lovely individual that i've been friends with for a very long time he has the world's cutest corgi that's not even a competition
1: <laughs> it's really not he's he's adorable and he just like he he's does so things happy and he's so happy all the time and he does things like oh Is that cute? I didn't even realize. And I'm like, shut up. You did too. You're playing (laughs) it up nonstop.
0: Was, uh, so you, how old is he? He's how old? He's five. He's five. So like, I, I guess I, my husband, like, he was like, if you, if you surprised me with a corgi, like I wouldn't be mad. And I was like, <laughs> my, our dog is a, you know, I have a rescue mutt. I made a mistake in my twenties and adopted him. And he's the worst, best mistake I've ever made, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, he's very behaviorally, I mean, you're a vet tech, so you've kind of seen all walks of life, but, um, or a veterinary assistant, I should say. I don't really know what the proper term is, but,
1: um, (laughs) but
0: but you're, but you're, you're the one taking the temperatures and like doing most of the stuff similar to like what a nurse would be doing. Right.
1: Right, So,
0: um, and I, he's 11. He's pretty much been, uh, bonded to me since we met. Um, and he's very overprotective of me, uh, which is nice because I'm alone right now. Um, I don't feel weird saying that because if he hears anything, he goes ballistic. Um, the, the last few times I've been recording this podcast, someone's knocked on the door or <laughs> or something's happened or the ice cream truck went down the easement or kids are screaming. And so um, this is the actually first clear window I've had where he hasn't barked, but I'm going to knock on wood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, he just jinxed it. Yeah. Like.
0: But, but he, so like my husband like just wants a puppy that like loves him, wants to be with him. And even so, like, even if we get another dog, like I love you, Scott, but the dog's going to love me more because you're not home very much. Yeah, that's true. So, um, so it's something we're tossing around. We really love uh, King Charles Cavalier um, Spaniels. Um, I love them. But I, he really wants a corgi, and my dog currently sheds so much that I'm like,
1: ooh. <laughs> I know. See, that's, that's one of the things. My dog sheds all the time. Like, I'm currently in my bed right now, and there is just a layer of fur on top of my comforter.
0: I have to vacuum I, my bed.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I just have gotten used to it. And I've even like lost roommates because of it. <laughs> and, well,
0: he like, can't help it; he's a fluff butt.
1: <laughs> I know. Like, and
0: the weather is crazy; they're constantly molting.
1: Yeah, like shedding constantly. So, um, and then with corgis, they they bark all the time because they're herding dogs. And so, oh really? Want, I didn't
0: even know that.
1: Yeah, so they they have a lot of energy, um, and then they bark all the time. (laughs) And so, I mean, I love him to death. I love him so much. Um, but God, I just wish he would stop barking every once in a while. Have you ever done like a
0: CBD for him or anything like that?
1: No. So with CBD, um, they haven't done official veterinary approved tests on it. Um, and so even though I've heard a lot of different, you know, positive reviews from clients and stuff, uh, that just makes me a little nervous, just because there's no like veterinary or like, like licensed veterinary backing to it. But
0: for me, I'm like my dog is just so neurotic that I'm like, chill the fuck out.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, here. Have so, all the CBD trees. Right. There. So,
0: I, I, there was something I was gonna say, and then I just kind of lost my train of thought. Um, oh, I was gonna say, do you know what kind of level, level nerd? I mean, I've always been a nerd. Whatever. Like that's obvious uh yeah. but i as a kid wanted a dog so bad and my mom said if you read the akc kennel club book front to back from like the 1970s we we owned it you can get a dog and i read and i read and i read and so my weird unique talent is looking at a dog and picking out what breeds are in it
1: oh totally yeah
0: um yeah, we, and <laughs> we do that at
1: work like all the time well yeah we'll be like what breed is this and like test each other and stuff
0: Excuse me. So he just got up under the table and then just tried to squeeze himself through a tiny hole. I don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So let's move on to uh, unpopular opinions. Um, I always use the example that I think cantaloupe is trash. Other people like it. Whatever. Uh, what's yours? Uh,
1: I I hate beans. So, <laughs> so good fucking much um i wish that god did did not create beans like i just i hate them so much and it's not even like it's it's not even like a certain circumstance of where i hate beans like i like green beans that's the only exception um like pinto beans or black beans or anything like that no and everybody always kind of looks at me like well, why don't you just try them again? Maybe your tastes have changed. And I try them over and over and over in different formats, like Mexican, chili, just <laughs> on their own. Every single time I like start gagging. And I, that's funny. People are like, I've never why? Heard of Is it the texture? Is it the taste? I'm like, it's all of it. It's just all no good. So. Yeah,
0: I'm not a huge fan. Like I don't use them a lot in my cooking. Um, mm. uh, not that I like, like i i don't know like whenever i make a chili then, it, then i just have all this chili and i gotta eat it. <laughs> <That> <laughs> and you know and it's just like a vat of beans and and I, so i agree with you there like I, exactly. I i mean i've had good i've had good stuff with beans but but typically i'm just like mm. Ugh, no, oh and we're and we're from colorado where chipotle was invented and
1: oh yeah yeah so <laughs> chipotle is you is very much in my routine even now you know I get like I get it like two three times a week and so um and all the time like I'll get that little twinge of a look whenever I'm like all right you know chicken you know fajitas rice oh what beans and I'm like no beans and I'm like oh uh uh, I don't know what to do (laughs) with my hands now (laughs) you don't want beans like cannot compute (laughs) it's like yeah I don't like move on
0: well, I, I it was interesting moving out here because, like, I feel like um, Coloradans are very um, – this is just, like, a fun fact about them. They're very deeply possessive about their Mexican food, but I've never had good Mexican totally. food in Colorado.
1: Like, ever. totally, Like, I'm, like, yeah. it's all
0: green chili. They just throw it on there. I mean, like, for, to be fair, like, no one does green chili right outside of Colorado because I'm used – like, sure. I'm used to the Santiago's green chili, you know. I'm used to, like, that burn-your-mouth-out. Yeah. Also coming out the other way, it hurts, um, kind of green <laughs> chili. But when I moved here and I, like, had my first California burrito and I was like, oh, there's no beans in this. Like, oh, this is this nice. Is like, we, there's we, fries we, we're, instead. Yeah, we're yeah. fries instead. Se- I was like, I'm never going back. And so yeah. I think it's really funny when people are, like, in Texas or people are, like, Texas is a different kind of Mexican food. Um, LA is a different type of Mexican food than San Diego's Mexican okay. food. Just overall... Yeah. I've never had a bad burrito in San Diego. Like You have to like really try oh, yeah. hard to make, make a bad burrito in California in general. But um, yeah, I, I, I like that there's less beans, less emphasis on beans. And I think that there's something to be said about the colder climates and the beans being prevalent yeah. in colder climates because you need stuff to stick to your bones.
1: <laughs> totally, yeah. Well, yeah, that's funny, uh, I've never heard that. <laughs> Yeah, a few years ago too, I um was going to this doctor that um she was like, you know, uh you should really consider being a a vegan because all these studies have been coming out saying that, you know, veganism is just better for you and um can help you lose weight and it's just healthier for you blah blah blah. Um and so I was like, okay, yeah, like I'll I'll give it a, you know, a college try. And um but then I discovered that a lot of people get, who are vegans get their proteins from beans. <laughs> You're like, nope, this won't work. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And yeah, sure enough. My taste <laughs> had changed. And I was like, okay, yep, this lasted like a week. And I'm done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think we're kind of wrapping up and near the end. Um, you already touched on what's making you happy, which is your corgi, um, which I'm jealous. Uh, my, dog, my dog, he... <laughs> No, oh, he just came over to say hi. Hi. Aw.
1: He, um, he loves you. He, he does.
0: He does. And I'm glad I have him because like I've been, you know, pretty much by myself for a number of weeks and, and yeah. I've just been kind of holding the fort down. Um, but if I didn't have him, I'd be a lot more sad. Bullying. and people are like well what are you doing in the quarantine i'm like uh well i'm talking into a microphone uh and to anyone that will listen and then when i'm not doing that i'm telling people about the podcast that i'm interviewing people for um and then and other than that i'm just petting my dog and crying <laughs> they're like <laughs> and they're like cool i'm like yeah pretty uh, neat <laughs> So
1: they're, much they're fun. like cool that last one same here. Yeah. same
0: here <laughs> There's like this uh, meme of like Bart Simpson showing Millhouse a like a cave, and he's like, "This is where I come to." It's like me showing the new coworker, like, "This is where I come oh, to yeah. cry," kind of thing. <laughs> and so I always think about that. But anyway, what would you like to promote? We are nearing the end.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you, um, if anybody wants to check out my band, I know it's over now, but you know, I. I still get money from it. So, (laughs) um, um, it's called in the wilderness. Um, we are on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud and, uh, we have a bunch of music videos on YouTube. So, uh, it's youtube.com slash in the wilderness band. That's, that's our tagline for everything in the wilderness band. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah. And then if you, uh, look us up on iTunes or Spotify. You'll probably find Andrew McMahon in The Wilderness first. Ignore him. I mean, he's great. <laughs> Listen to him. But <laughs> uh, once you've listened to him, move on to us. And uh, our album is called Bonhoeffer. Um, and then uh, we came out with a Christmas album as well. So can... Oh, nice.
0: Well, I it's wish nice. I would have. I, I guess, like, it's it's been so nice during um, quarantine. COVID and quarantine and stuff like one reconnecting with people, like learning more things. But now I have some cleaning music to listen to so I can Ooh, do that. Nice. I will. Um, would you like me to go ahead and link that? Like, is there like a Spotify sure. link or something? We can chat offline and, and I can figure it out, but uh, I'll link it in the episode for those that are listening. Um, that'll be in the description. But cool. anyway, we have come to the end. Um, do you have any parting words?
1: Um, uh, hope everyone stays uh safe during this time that you're wearing your masks and staying indoors mm-hmm. and as much as possible and and um keeping aware of your mental health as well doing as much as possible to try to like um you know reach out to friends and not become too too lonely and too isolated because that can be detrimental long term
0: I love that And everyone out there listening, stay safe. And thank you so much, Jesse, for taking the time to talk to me today.
1: We'll speak soon. thank you. Yeah, sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thank you
0: for listening to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and give us a little rating. And if you're interested in becoming a guest, please reach out to me by using one of the links to the podcast social media in the description
1: thanks everyone and have a great day